This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We're delighted that you're joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a delight to be with you as we conclude this teaching about Emmanuel, God with us. If you've been with us through the course of the week, You know that we've been speaking about God with us through that great prophecy that Isaiah gave that his name shall be called Emmanuel, referring to the Messiah himself. And we are called to live our life with him. And Christ in us is the hope of glory. So we need to see that this is a pattern of our living. And we saw it so often through the scriptures that we shared, Junie, about uh, what Paul wrote about his own life when he said, for example, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. We also read Galatians 2.20, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave his life for me. We also saw Paul having a heart for all those he instructed when he said in Galatians 4.19, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. This is the degree of intimacy that God wants through all of us, and in all of us, and for all of us, that we are one with him. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory, that we could say, as Paul told the uh, people in Mars Hill in Athens, in him we live and move and have our being. So, Junie, it's really encouraging to read all of these things. We see that um, we don't learn him by doctrine or theology, although those are very important, but we learn in him through revelation by Christ being formed in us, Christ in us, the whole chapter. And yesterday we saw that that term, in Christ, appears in the New Testament about 170 times. And here, you know, when I think about it, Junie, I think of that verse in Romans 8, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Again, we're talking about being in him. And when you were reading that portion in Corinthians, Junie, It made me think of the book of Ephesians. I just want to highlight chapter 1 because we see in him repeated over and over. For example, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons 
through Jesus to himself, according to the kind measure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed upon us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him, with a view to the administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things upon the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purposes, who works all things after the counsel of his will. Junie, what comforting verses these are, that everything is in him, through him, and to him. And that's the life that God is calling us to live, that we are vessels that contain the Holy One of Israel through the power of the Holy Spirit. And wherever we go, we bring Jesus with us. What an, What a... What can I say, June? What a responsibility we have, but what a privilege that he's in us and we are in him and we are to demonstrate his life living through us to a lost and a dying world. And what we've been talking about all week also, Shelley, is to test ourselves to see if we really are in him. Do we yield our will to him? Do we allow him to direct our steps? Do we look to him for guidance? Do we look to him for direction in our everyday life? Do we allow him to live his life in and through us? So we know, Emmanuel, God is with us. Mm. We realize that his resurrection power rests and lives in those who know him. And do we open up our heart and yield our will to him? And when we do, as we read this week, John wrote in his gospel, that we won't just bear fruit, Shelley, but we will bear yes. much fruit if we abide in his word and we abide in him because he is the vine and we are the branches. And so when we abide in him, his word becomes alive and his word becomes true because he lives his life in and through us. And we see, we've been reading a lot of the epistles that Paul wrote, and in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Messiah Jesus. His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so that's an incredible promise to us that when we allow him to live his life in and through us, when he directs our steps, when we follow his will, he promises us that he will supply, our God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And so we know, Shelley, since 1976, you and I have been living by faith, and God has proved himself faithful. Even this radio program, we've never asked for money, and God has always given us for the last 30 years, Shelley, when you really think of it, it's amazing. He has supplied that because it's his life and his will, and we're following his direction. So it really is a challenge to you all listeners. Are you following his guidance, his will? Have you opened up your heart for him to live in and through you? 
Jenny, it's such a comforting verse that you read that God shall supply. We need to realize that he is the source of our supply, that if we try to supply ourselves, we're missing uh, giving God a privilege and a blessing to us. And, you know, connected with that verse, Jenny, and I was looking at Philippians 4 while you were talking. Listen to this verse about being in Christ. Well, let me start with verse 6 in chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We need him to guard everything about us. We need to be in him so deeply that even the things we spoke about yesterday, my frustrating you or you reacting to me, if we're not in Christ, we're going to resort to our own ways and we'll miss the purposes that God has for us in our lives. And we need to come to the end of ourselves that he could become our all in all. And the sign of that, according to what you just read, Shelley, is his peace. He is the Prince of Peace. So when we abide in him, we abide in peace. And no matter what the uh, circumstances are, even in this uh, evil world, God will give us his peace. Really. And, you know, let me uh, look at uh, Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 25, June. Of this church I was made a minister, Paul, of course, is writing this, according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is, the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now has been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, Junie, this makes all the other riches seem insignificant, although the riches of God are, are unbelievably great. But here he's making, which is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ, the Messiah in you, the hope of glory. That is glory. And you know, in Romans, at the end of chapter 11, it says, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. So the riches and the knowledge of God are found in the Messiah. Really? And the riches, which you just read of... Really, he is, the riches is the hope of glory because it's Christ in us who is and what is the hope of glory. And so it's in him. So as we abide in him, we also receive the riches of the knowledge of God, his wisdom and the knowledge of God and the glory. And in 2 Corinthians, in verse 14, we see a wonderful chapter. promise. What chapter is that, Junie? Second Corinthians yeah. chapter 2, sorry, verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Messiah, in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the wow. knowledge oh, of him in every place. So what a promise that if we abide in him, we not only will bear fruit according to the Gospel of John, but we will bear much fruit, and his aroma, his sweet aroma, will be seen through us, and the knowledge of him 
every place he sends us, Shelley. Hallelujah. Every place he sends the listeners who abide in him. What a hope we have yes, that Lord. the Holy One of Israel, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God, can live his resurrected life in and through us. Yep. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. My version says, I never saw it before, Jenny, but thanks be to God who always leads us in his triumph. In other words, if there's a victory, where does the victory come from? It's by being in him. Jenny, what a privilege it is to live a life that's hid in and through the Messiah. And it's his victory. Amen. And we will get the victory. Hallelujah. And it's his victory. His victory. Everything is his victory. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, this being Friday, we want to again identify ourselves with our people, especially the lost ones of Israel all over the earth. So if you know the Shema, please recite it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we thank you. Thank Thank you for sending your son. Yes. Thank you that we have the victory in the Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. May our lives be hid in your life, my God. And may you be free to live your life in us that we become that sweet aroma. Please. Touch our unsaved Jewish people. Touch the church and prepare us for the days rapidly approaching. And save the lost. Yes. In Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.